Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? And welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm so motherforking excited that you're here. I'm so motherforking excited that it's snowing where I'm at. Like it literally looks like I live in a snow globe and it's hella sunny and like, mm, is it Christmas? Who knows, right? Like I'm a little bit of a Grinch during Christmas. That's like another topic for another time, but it's like so beautiful outside. So I hope it's as beautiful outside where you're at as it is where I'm at because I'm having a beautiful snowy day. And I just got back from the great Canadian women's summit. It was next level amazeballs. If you do not follow Sarah Swain or the great Canadian woman, and if you're just finding out that I'm Canadian, hello, I am Canadian. But if you're not following the great Canadian woman, like you got to get up on that because the sisterhood that she has created is next level amazing. And I was so honored to have the microphone in my hand on stage with some epic, epic women. And I got some questions in the DMs down in Danny's DMs. And I wanted to do a podcast episode on it because I think it's really important. And I had so many women come up to me after my talk. Of course, I talked all about being too much and what it looks like to be too much and what it feels like to be not enough and too shy, too bold, too loud, too all the things, right? And that was the topic that I really talked about, how to own the F out of who you are when the world has told you not to. And when the world has shown you that being yourself equals conflict and chaos and all these things and how to navigate through those and really come home to who you are, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I got so many questions, just people coming up to me, telling me that my story resonated with them, people coming up to me, asking so many questions and people sliding into my DMs asking questions. And this was one of the ones that kind of encompassed all the questions that I had gotten through the weekend. And it came into my inbox yesterday. And I want to read it to you. This is what it said. Hey, love, I feel the need to ask you what you do when negative thinking about yourself or being critical of yourself comes up for you. Part of me wants to believe that doesn't happen for you because of how much you care for and love yourself. But in reality, I've seen you share about doubting yourself. What steps do you take when that happens? And I think this is so important because it does come up for me. It comes up for me a lot. And for those of you who might not know my story in full capacity, I grew up and at a very young age, I was told that my body took up too much space. I was told that I was too big. So my first diet I went on was when I was about 11 years old. And I went through emotional eating and binge eating and I had disordered eating and I was always on a diet. I went on my first diet when I was like 12, 13 or 11 even. And it was Jenny Craig. And then I did Weight Watcher. I did all these different things and I was heavily, heavily bullied for my weight. Then moving into actually through school and even into university, I was told you're too loud and you're too much and you're too emotional. And I was taught at home that like 
you know what, like through experience, just because I had a lot of emotions and I grew up in a family that didn't understand how to share their emotions without it being violent or without it being aggressive or volatile. And so I was taught <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. And it, everyone did what they could do with what they were able to do. Right. So no dissing to my family or the environment they grew up with or anything, because like, I love the humans that were in my life, of course, and they were doing the best that they could. But for me, I wanted to be big and bold and bright and emotional, and it just wasn't tolerated. So I found my beautiful, unconditional, safe, sacred space is what I call it in the theater world. And so when I went into the theater world, I finally was allowed to have emotions and be able to share and have space where I could talk about how I was feeling and have space where I could cry on stage. And for a long time, actually, I feel like I've only cried on stage twice in my entire life. And I've been on stage since I was about eight years old. And being witnessed, being upset was really difficult for me. And it still is. It still is really hard, right? And it's just uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to be vulnerable and witness in that way. It's uncomfortable and vulnerable to be witnessed emoting because for so long, I thought it wasn't okay to be right. Unless you were in the theater space. And that was my sacred safe space to be fully me. And what happened throughout that space too, is auditioning for shows. It kind of got back to, well, you're too short for this, or you're too big for this, or your personality is too big for this role or all these different things that once again, I was told were not okay. And so I started to develop a lot of negative thought patterns where Everything that I did and every single time I felt rejected and every single time that I felt like I wasn't good enough, I filtered it through the experience of my own insecurities that either came directly from me, came directly from media, right? Like the magazines that I was obsessed with, uh, the tabloids that I was obsessed with growing up or celebrities that I was obsessed with or the actual experiences that I had pretty much being like said no to because I was too big or being told that I was fat when I was young or like anything, right? It was just like, okay, I'm going to filter all these experiences through my insecurities. So I would have someone not reciprocate feelings for me and I would equate that to, oh, it's because your body's too big. That's why. Because your ass is too big or because you're too fat or because you're too whatever, right? Or you're too much or you're too loud. It's because you talk too fast. I wouldn't get a role in a play and I'd ask them for feedback and they'd be like, no, you did great. We were just looking for something else. And I would beat myself up and be like, oh, it's because of this. It's because I'm too loud. It's because I talk too fast. It's because I talk with my hands. It's because of all these things that people told me about myself that I made it mean everything about who I was and why I wasn't allowed to be who I wanted to be or why I wasn't allowed to show up in the way that I wanted to show up or why I wasn't allowed to be seen in the way that I deeply desired to be seen. I instantly would just be like, okay, I'm rejected by someone. Someone doesn't feel the same way about me. It's probably about my body or I'm rejected by someone someone doesn't want me to be in their show, ah, it's because of how I talk or because of my body or because of I'm so short or because of X, Y, Z, right? And even throughout business, it was like people would tell me when I first got started that it was unprofessional, right? This is why I do the course Unprofessional, which I'll talk about at the end of this if you're interested in it. And um, because enrollment closes this Sunday. So if you're listening to this in the future, you can go ahead and email me about this course, but enrollment closes Sunday. So If you're listening, I'll go into the details of that later on. But I was told that 
I was unprofessional because I had tattoos. I was told that I was unprofessional because I talked too loud. I was told I was unprofessional because I was too happy. Guys, I was told I was unprofessional because I was too happy. I was too bubbly. I was in too good of a mood all the time. So therefore, I was unprofessional. I triggered people because office space meant that you go to work and you hate your life the entire day. And I didn't want that to be my reality. So instead, I would find reasons why the day was amazing and people found that offensive. So I was told forever, and I know that even listening to this, there's probably things popping in your head of the reasons why you were told that you were too much or how you were told or you were shown that it's not okay to be who you are or that you were told or that you were shown that that's why people don't love you or that's why people don't want you in their space or that's why you're unprofessional yourself or like whatever, right? And those thoughts never go away because they're kind of like programmed thoughts. But here's the thing. They do get quieter and you start seeing the reality of them. So instead of identifying with them, it's just, oh my gosh, that's so funny that that thought is coming up right now. Like I teach a lot of the times when I teach voice in schools um, or on retreats, honestly, like if anyone has worked with me privately, you know that I say this all the time. I go, huh, cool. So for example, right now I'm like drooling mildly when I'm recording this podcast, (laughs) TMI, but I am because I just ate and I just had coffee and I just chugged some water before I hit record. And so I have like a lot of saliva in my mouth and I'm like, huh, cool. I'm not like identifying with it or I'm not like being weird about it and be like, oh my God, I need to stop and make sure that I'm not drooly when I record, right? It's just a human thing. I'm like, okay, huh, cool. That's interesting, right? When there's failure, when someone wants out of their coaching contract, when someone um, tells me that they hate how I swear on the internet, when someone sends me an email telling me that my grammar is terrible, like whatever, it's just, huh, interesting, huh, cool. When I go on a date and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for the person to show up and I'm wondering, oh, are they not going to like me because I'm fat? I'm like, whoa, what a thought process. (laughs) Holy shit. Like that hasn't come up in a long time. Huh, cool. Right. And so I stopped identifying with that. And there's a lot of practices and processes that I teach. If you're looking for in-depth stuff, that's where you would move to unprofessional because I can give you like an entire podcast of tips and tricks, but here is like the real deal guys. You need your own safe, safe, sacred space for personal expression, safe, sacred space for self-expression. You need a safe space where you are held unconditionally, where you can actually play out these scenarios. You can actually look at them and be unconditionally held. I can tell you a million times a day to tell yourself you're beautiful in the mirror. I can tell you a million times a day to continue to go bigger and go bigger and bigger and bigger. I can tell you a million times a day to like not identify yourself with the thoughts, but it takes time. It takes space. It doesn't have to take ton of time. It's a practice. It's a muscle. It is something that you decide where you say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done playing small. I'm done trying to be something else. I'm done trying to be a chameleon to the world around me, be a chameleon to my clients, be a chameleon to the internet. I'm tired of trying to be something so someone will say, yes, you're good enough or give me permission. I'm tired of being something that I'm not just for the paycheck so that I can feel free financially enough to be myself, that I'm not tied to these people in my life, that I'm not tied to feeling like I need a safety net. There's so much more to emotional freedom, and especially as an entrepreneur, it's going to bring up so much shit for you. Why? Because you are visible. You're being seen. 
you're being witnessed. You are being you, whether that be like in your content or when someone signs up with you and they start a relationship with you, it's like they get to know you. (laughs) They get to know who you are. And they're like, oh, okay, that's who you are. And being vulnerable in that space and owning who you are, no matter who is in the room or what you're doing, takes practice. I had a couple situations come up recently where I was called to either shrink or to expand. One of them, I went to a situation at a house party thing, like a a housewarming thing, where I knew there was going to be people from high school who I knew probably didn't like me very much. (laughs) Probably didn't like me very much. There was awkwardness as the relationships ended with them. They were like friends that like relationship ended. I knew that there was like some resentment going on. There's some things that I had to heal and some like resentment that I had towards those people as well. And I had said some things in the past that I was not okay with that I said that, but it all came out from a wounded, hurt place and I had to witness them. And I knew in my heart, cause like, here's the thing guys, when you break something off, this is why I don't believe in just like, if you are tied to the opinions of others, it's not going to help you to just cut those people out of your life. Because what you tend to do is you kind of like press pause on that relationship and you kind of cut them out of your life, but then they still have that energetic space that they hold for you where when you're around them, you go right back and you revert back to the identity of who you were when you were with them. So if you've ever like hung out with an old friend and like, it feels like no time has passed by, but you notice, for example, I had a friendship, um, that ended a couple of years ago that whenever I was with that person, I was like as insecure as I was when I was 16. Cause that person either intentionally or unintentionally held me accountable to who I was when they knew me. And so I would revert right back to that person. There's probably situations in your family where you are the baby of the family, or maybe you're the older sibling of the family or whatever, where you end up seeing yourself revert back to being that identity in your family, right? Like there's so many times where we're called back to that identity. And so you push pause on that relationship. And so I did that and I knew that walking into that space, I was going to be called back to the identity and the uncomfortable feelings of when I walked away from that friendship and the resentment and the feelings that came after that. And I was. And so I had a decision while I was getting ready. I thought, okay, what do I do? Do I blend in as much as physically possible and wear clothes that I wouldn't wear now, but I would wear back then, like just to make sure that I blended in because I knew it was going to be very obvious when I walked in? Or do I just continue to expand. And so I decided to continue to expand and I wore clothes that I felt really badass in, that I felt like bomb.com looked hot as hell in. And I entered that home and it was fucking uncomfortable. And all the thoughts came rushing back to me. All the feelings came rushing back to me. And I got to decide in that moment, like, who do I want to be in this house? Do I want to hide or do I just want to be me and like, let them see who I am now? And I let them see who I am now. And it was fucking awkward. It was so awkward. I didn't stay for very long. We left early. And it was awkward. And I was very uncomfortable. And I'm still going to be uncomfortable every time I see them. But every time you're called to expand or shrink and you expand anyways, that is a celebration. That's a victory. It's not just, oh my God, I stopped caring what everyone thought. It's like, no, every time that those thoughts come up, do I expand or do I shrink? And that is a victory. And this is why I teach specific processes through Unprofessional, which is my six-week course for entrepreneurs to own the fuck out of who they are. 
and stop caring about so much about what people think. But it's not really like, bye, peace out, guys. I'm going to cut everyone out of my life and be isolated and then feel super needy and like then lower my standards so that I could have people back in my life and like that weird cycle of like lone wolf and chronic codependence. Like, no, it's breaking down from that. It's sitting in the middle and being okay with being you. It's it's standing your ground and being confident in who you are. It's knowing your shit, knowing yourself. So you don't change who you are in every single room. So you don't go on dates and you hide the fact that you're an entrepreneur because you don't want to be too ambitious. You don't introduce yourself to strangers as, oh, I just do this kind of little thing, sort of, kind of, when you're about to go speak at a major event. You don't feel like, oh, I don't want anyone to talk about who I am at the dinner table because you, God forbid, someone says something about your business and then it starts a fight, right? It's like learning how to navigate these things because we're player one in our own game. We're playing a giant game of the Sims, but we do have to realize that there's other humans in our space and we're all co-creating at the same time our own realities, And so there's really powerful processes that I teach in Unprofessional that it's like, how can you be you when you're faced with conflict, right? Like in those moments, wouldn't it be amazing to know exactly what to do and say and feel and like process how to process instead of just being like, what the fuck's happening and like constantly going to expand, shrink, expand, shrink. How powerful would it be to leave the house without asking yourself five times in your head if your outfit's too much, if what you're wearing is too revealing, if it's not revealing enough, how good would it feel to like sit down with any stranger, doesn't matter what gender, and be able to be fully yourself? How good would it feel to be able to post something on the internet and know, you know what, even if someone doesn't like this or doesn't agree, that's okay. And know how to process through that without it destroying who you are. Like these are the powerful processes that I teach and I'm professional because I know how powerful and how life-changing it can feel to show up like you own the place no matter where you are, to not have to change who you are room to room to room, to just like drop all that drama, drop all that chaos and just be you and be wildly obsessed with who you are. And here's the thing, when you're wildly obsessed with who you are, that doesn't veto out all these thoughts. It just, you just realize them for what they are. You see who said them, you see the experience that it came from and you stop identifying with it. And that's a process. And that's why I go through that stuff in my six-week course. And that's where you can actually continue to start owning who you are. Because if you have a personal brand, you got to heal your shit around being the center of attention. Because if you don't heal your shit around being the center of attention, no one gets your work. Because you're so scared to be seen invisible. You're so scared to be proud about your work because you're so terrified that it's going to take away from someone else. Because you've been taught it's not okay. You've been taught it's not okay to ask for what you want because that makes you high maintenance. And so what's going to happen? You're never going to ask for what you want and you're never going to get the support that you need because you're too scared to ask for support. You've been taught that it's not okay to speak your mind because speaking your mind causes conflict. So who, how are you even going to share your voice and the truth of what you're here to teach without apology? Because you've now associated speaking out and being honest and being vulnerable with fear with conflict and you haven't dealt with that. So how are you expecting to show up and be like completely vulnerable online or completely vulnerable from the stage when you're so freaking terrified? What if someone disagrees with me, right? If you haven't tried to heal your people pleasing habits and you're still that person who's the fixer upper or still that person who has to be the one that everyone relies on, or you're still that person that has to be the center point in someone's life, 
how are you supposed to run a business? How are you supposed to run a business? Because you're going to burn out so fucking quick, so quickly, and you're going to hold so much resentment and you're not even going to want to work your business because it is, is associated with obligation station, which is something that I talk about in my book, but obligation station is essentially when you're like trapped in the space where you do things strictly out of obligation. So how are you going to show up? How are you going to choose to show up? So I wanted to tell you that it's not that I never get these thoughts. I get those thoughts 24 seven, every single day. When I wrote my book and I went through the editing process, I worked these principles that I work in the course that I teach in the course. I worked them constantly. That's one of the reasons why this teaching process has solidified so much because it was like 250 plus pages of a word document which equivalent, equi- <laughs> I keep using the word equivalent, but I don't think it's real. And I use it on stage and someone Googled it and like urban dictionary says it's real, but I keep using it. So whatever, it's my word, whatever. But which is equivalent to like 350 pages ish of a book. And I went through every single page and every single page said, this is offensive. This is not okay. Your grammar is bad here. What, what's the point of this statement? You're missing this. You're doing this wrong. And it wasn't like from a place of like, you're doing it wrong, but it was a place of that editor doing the best fucking job at their job, which is to question, which is to solidify. I had to go through every single statement. I had to check myself and be like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's hurtful. That's not just like funny, offensive, like whatever comedic stylings that's hurtful and that's not okay. I had to go through other things and say, you know what? No, I stand behind this. Like, no, I stand strong in my belief around this. This is how I'm teaching this. I had to go through other, other things and say, no, you know what? I'm not going to add to that. Or I had to go through other chapters and say, we're going to cut the whole thing. I'm not going to rewrite this. We're just going to fucking cut it. And I'm going to write something new. I had to go through every single page and I had to work the principles. So instead of shrinking and quitting, cause I wanted to, I wanted to quit so bad. I was so pissed off. I was so triggered. I was so offended that someone was offended by my work. I was so upset that someone thought certain things about me reading my work. I was so upset that someone who read my work didn't understand where I was coming from or my references. I was so upset. And I had to say, okay, who am I writing for? Who am I doing this for? How am I showing up for? And stand strong in who I was. And I had to know my shit and know myself. And I had to go through every single thing that I teach in Unprofessional so that I could continue to publish this book so that it could be in your hands. Because I could have quit. I would have quit so fast. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Bye. Right? Just give refund everyone. Be like, okay, just kidding. Sorry, guys. Not going to write a book anymore. Right? I could have let all these stories about you're not a writer, um, getting C's in English class, like all these little things. I could have let that dictate every part of who I was. But every single day I had to challenge it. Every single day I had to solidify who I was. And every single day I had to rise above it. And I still have moments where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, this could be smaller. This could be smaller. I have days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, you're not where you want to be yet. I have days where I do incredible events and I'm like, oh, sales didn't happen immediately. Then I'm not good enough, right? I have days where I feel so inspired and then I write something and someone doesn't like it. And I instantly have a moment where I think, oh, maybe I should just delete this. But then I have to work the principles that I teach in this course daily, daily, daily. And that's why I created this course because I do this work because this is the only reason why I'm here today sharing with you on this podcast platform because it's not about me. Number one, 
It's about, I am just a vessel for getting this work into the world. Number two, the things that I've done is fucking amazing and it's time to celebrate them. Number three, because I know that people like you are sitting there listening to this podcast and wondering how the fuck am I supposed to do this? People don't get me. People don't understand my business. People don't get my vision. People can't see what I see. People don't want to support me. People don't want to hire me. People don't want to do this. Or maybe people want to, but they don't want me for what I want to share. They want me for the super surface level shit that I'm just good at, right? There's so many moments of that. There's so many. But it's time to own the fuck out of who you are. But just know that everyone has these thoughts. Everyone does. And if you're called to unprofessional, which is a six-week digital course, this is the only time we're running it live, which is super fucking beneficial to you. If you love group courses, but you want like more high touch, right? Like you want more support. You want a really powerful group of sisterhood. You want to be unconditionally held and loved. And you want it to be intimate. This, this round of unprofessional is so fucking intimate. I'm so happy with the people who are in this course. It is going to blow up. It's so amazing. And we're doing it live, which means that there is so much high touch coaching happening in that group. It's more like a mastermind while I solidify these, these, um, modules. And while I solidify this teaching and sell it forever, you get to be the first people who get to witness this work and go through this work in real time while I'm creating this course and you get to benefit massively with the ability to ask me questions, be in the group, take up space in the group. I'm like huge on ask so many questions, go live on the group, talk about what you're working on, like take up fucking space because this is your group and you will be unconditionally loved and held while you take up space, while you are supported and while you have sisters to lean on who are ready to go big in the same way that you are. Right. And so you can actually lean in and be like, oh, my family doesn't get me. This is what happened today. Or you get to be like, oh, I really want to post this, but I'm too scared. Here's why I'm scared. And have people be like, yes, do it. And people who can comment it on, on it right away and support you. You have a backing, you have a sisterhood, you have like little bodyguards who are fabulous. Right. So if you feel called to that, go to danielledrews.com slash unprofessional. I'll put the link in the show notes, but that is for you. It's six weeks. We officially start the orientation modules in there for you to guzzle up and be obsessed with. The group is already open and it's lit and it's amazing. We already have some epic, epic questions in that group. Today, we got a really powerful one um, where one of the girls is ready to work with celebrities. And so we talked about how to contact unattainable clients, right? Like when you're ready to up level and you're like, oh, there's these clients that I really want to get in touch with, but like, I feel like they're out of reach because they're celebrities or because they're making this much in their business or whatever, 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 right? We went through a whole process of that, which is one, once again, one of the benefits because when you sign up for Unprofessional, you get that content for life. Any updates, you get to be in the new group every single year. And if you ask something like that, I will add it to the course. So I did a whole live stream on unattainable clients and how to contact them, how to get in touch with them and how to serve them. And that was a whole thing. And it's all, all mindset. It's all the deep inner work. It's all owning the fuck out of who you are. The strategy just comes because the strategy is fucking easy. Like it's so easy. And if you're listening to this, you're probably like, yeah, I know I have like eight courses on strategy and I know how to do Facebook ads and I know how to do this and I know how to do this, but I'm not doing it. I know how to do all these things, but I'm not doing it. 
and you're probably not doing it because you're not connected. (laughs) And so the minute that you connect in back with yourself, you can show up and utilize those strategies like crazy and also be able to have them be really, really successful because they just, they're no brainer. They make sense, but you also have the energy backing it, right? Okay. I love you guys so hard. Kick ass, take names, change the world. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. And if you have questions about Unprofessional, you can email me, you can direct message me on Instagram or Facebook, and I hope to see you in that course. I love you guys so much. Bye. What is up, friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life, please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible so we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really, truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, Gators.